Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another PC Boys podcast. This is Logan, and today I am here to talk to you guys about Marvel's Disney Plus shows and what I think um, about them, kind of rate them um, in, in terms of least to best. So that's uh, what we're going to be doing today. So let's start off with uh, WandaVision. WandaVision was a show that I was excited for. And at the beginning of it, I was so hooked into WandaVision. But as the show was coming to an end, I really fell out of love with the show. The show to me... I feel like went from this really intriguing, interesting, mind-bending adventure, and you were trying to guess the entire time, like, what is going on? And then it just got to be, I don't know, kind of stale the last few episodes, and especially since they did nothing with Quicksilver. And that was um, also very disappointing. The main villain, um, you know... From sword made no sense. I, I still don't understand, you know, why they, you know, did what they did. And yeah, the show to me was something that started off really hot and lost steam as it went, which leaves obviously a bad taste in your mouth. So there is um, quite a bit of disappointment for me when it comes to um, WandaVision. So. While I did enjoy the show, um, it was a, quite a bit of a letdown by the end of it. So, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Now, this one I was super hyped for, like, more than WandaVision. And I gotta say, out of all the shows, it was the most disappointing to me. I enjoyed the show, and especially with what they did with going a darker route with U.S. Agent, you know, killing someone in public with Captain America Shield, um, and the themes that they explored in the show, I thought were, you know, really good. You know, you have Bucky dealing with his trauma and his past life of the Winter Soldier, except how we, how they end that in the final episode, in my opinion, was very rushed. It didn't have the conclusion and satisfaction it could have had if they were to show us the conversation he had with the old man, but they didn't really. So, that was disappointing, um, and I don't know, the show for me is like a 50-50 because I enjoyed the show and the themes, but it was not what I was expecting because, you know, we're talking about, you know, The Winter Soldier, my favorite MCU movie, and anything like Black Widow, Falcon Winter Soldier, I expect to live up to that sort of, um, expectation of that movie, because that movie was, like, the pinnacle of MCU movies, in my opinion, it had great action, great character development, um, character, um, struggles, it just, it had everything you needed, right, but yeah, so that was my, you know, thoughts on Falcon and the Winter Soldier, um, the show was the most disappointing to me, but that's probably because I had the high expectations for it. It was still a, you know, a good show. I didn't really give a shit about the Flag Smashers, but 
the MCU is not really known for having great villains or villain groups. So, now, the most interesting show, and the one that I never thought I'd even fall in love with, was Loki. Loki was a show I did not start watching from the beginning. I waited till they were five episodes, so about five weeks into the into the series, before I even picked up the remote and watched it. So, Loki was a show I didn't care about, I didn't want to see it, and now I'm glad I did. Loki, I love. I love Loki. I don't know what it is about Loki, but it's so... Like, it's so good. I fucking loved Loki. One thing I like about Marvel is when they have those shows that you don't exactly know what's going on. It really, like, like with the TVA and everything, because you don't know exactly what's going on the entire time, it really pulls you in to figure out what's happening. Um... So, yeah, I think that that, you know, WandaVision and then Loki definitely had those two things going for it. Um, I gotta say, Loki's grand finale, while it was the most, like, boring, I guess you could say, it actually turned out to be the most fun. It's boring in terms of there's really not a lot of action. Most of the ending is just them sitting in a chair and, but the thing is, though, the exposition being given by Kang in this final episode exposition dump, which is exactly what it was. This was the only time I think an exposition dump actually worked, and it was interesting to listen to. Because Falcon and Winter Soldier kind of had a half-assed, you know, end fighting scene, in my opinion. I, I didn't see it as that, that cool or that exciting, um, and when you come to see, you know, the rest of, you know, WandaVision still didn't feel exciting, and on the scale that it, it should have been, it just kind of felt misplaced, um, one thing I can easily say about, uh, Loki is this show, that revelation, the tension being built up through the conversation, that shit made that final episode good, you see, when Sylvie and Loki are sitting there talking to Kang, you can feel the tension build up when you know that Sylvie's getting pissed off by the second she wants to kill this guy. And you have Kang over here like, yeah, well, I mean, if you kill me, you know, there's just going to be infinite versions of me that are more murderous and power hungry that are just going to come and try to rule over your universe at some point, you're going to fall because there's one of you and infinite me's. And it just, it was so, like, when you, you know, even Loki said, like, this is bigger than them. Like, they're talking about, you know, multiversal extinction, essentially, right? With Kang. That it felt like an endgame level threat. In a, in a final episode that was just two characters sitting in a room listening to the bad character just do an exposition dump. No, it wasn't special. It wasn't over the top. It wasn't crazy. But it was interesting. It worked. And that's what I think Marvel needs more of when it comes to their TV side of things. I think if Marvel does things... That is ambiguous and leads up to a final conclusion. 
that works. You see, WandaVision leading up to the villain being um, Agatha Harkness, they introduced her the second to last episode. And in my opinion, it would have been better if they revealed her at the last episode. Because when you're building up a bad guy or you're building up an entity of some sort, you want to reveal that at the end of the show. Falcon and Winter Soldier is a little bit different. It's Earth-based. And it's not having to deal with anything mythical because, you know, it has to do more with, like, military and espionage and stuff like that. So, obviously, there's a clear group threat. But Loki did something pretty cool where they give you a villain in Sylvie for the first few episodes. You find Sylvie. You go on a few episodes and connect with her character and Loki and see their relationship bond. And then at the final episode, you know, you you actually get to meet the big bad. And it feels like the most intense, like, episode, even though there's not any action. Because here's the thing. You do not need action to cause tension. It always has to do with a major choice. Think about Spider-Man 1, when Green Goblin had Mary Jane and a fucking group of kids on uh, a gondola, and he basically is telling Spider-Man, you know, you have a choice to make here, you know, the woman you love, or a bunch of innocent kids, and it's it's really intense for that moment, because this is a big decision, right? And in one, you know, in WandaVision, there isn't a big decision like that being made. I mean, the, the villain of Agatha Harkness does not feel like a actual villain. It, it, she doesn't. And while, yeah, she's destroying Wanda's reality, Wanda's reality's been, you know, kind of fucking things up as it is. So, like I said, the interest factor does die. Once, you know, things have been revealed, you know, after it's been getting kind of built up and then and then kind of not, it just, it, it's interesting. So, another thing that they did with WandaVision I didn't like is how they, you know, went to the real world and Wanda's, you know, world, except they were retelling the same events from the previous episode, except from a different perspective, which is fine, but I think at the end of the, you know, at the end of the series, if we were to stay in Wanda's reality and not look at what's going on outside the box, it would have been better because then when you find out it is Wu, and then you find out it is, I forgot the girl's name, but the girl from Thor, the intern, um, Darcy, I think is her name. So you have Darcy, you have Wu, and of course you have, um, Marissa Rambo, right? I think. Maria Rambo's daughter. Um, so yeah, you see, you know, what happens, and there's the big revelation in the final episode. That, in my opinion, is better because it's built up to the finale to understand what's going on. But when it comes down to Loki, they did it well. Falcon and Winter Soldier was just the most boring, in my opinion. Like I said, there were good themes and there were good character arcs explored in the show, which is great. But taking a look at what WandaVision did with the concept that they had, I found it to be more interesting. Like, concepts to me are a 
bigger and better piece than any character story. Just flat out, that's how it is, in my opinion. Um... The uh, concept side of things drives me in more than character. Now, there's no real reason as to why. It's just more about intrigue. Like I said, I'm a different person with different opinions. I didn't hate Falcon and Winter Soldier. I didn't hate any of the Disney Plus shows. But they aren't there yet. I think Loki is the best thing that they have right now, and they need to learn from Loki. You can take Disney Plus and really branch out into the multiverse. We know Hawkeye's coming. I'm really excited for Hawkeye. Okay? Very excited for Hawkeye. But I'm also concerned based upon what I've seen already with the Marvel Disney Plus stuff as it stands. And that in and of itself is problematic for me. Because the Marvel Disney Plus stuff right now ranges from really good to mediocre. And when you're introducing new characters like Kate Bishop, and you're introducing new characters like Yelena from Black Widow, and giving her an arc in Hawkeye, because at least that's what the post-credit scene seems to be, you know, hinting towards. For me, it's just kind of like, what's going, like, what are they going to do? Like, what are they going to do? Because if the show comes and it's not good, that's, that's not going to really give people confidence in Disney+. Plus. And like I said, a lot of people have been enjoying the shows. I enjoy them to an extent. Okay. I think the shows are fine, but if there was any show that I would, like, would I want to spend money on any of these shows in terms of quality? Only Loki. Will I watch them to understand the narrative going forward? Absolutely. The main problem is, is Disney Plus, not everybody has the money to spend $8 a month, which is pretty cheap, but not everybody has the ability to do that. To watch some, you know, Marvel content. If you're me, for example, instead of buying fucking, you know, cable or something, you, I might go to Disney Plus and watch some of those shows. That's just how that works. So, when it comes down to it, I think if Disney Plus wants more subscribers or longer term subscribers... They need to make some better shows, like Loki. Because Loki did a great job, in my opinion. It had intrigue, it had interest, it had good character development, it had everything that WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier had. It combined them both with a lot less action and made the show interesting. You see, they took the intrigue of WandaVision of, like, what's going on? Who's this character? And they turned it into a reason to watch and tune in. And then they took the Falcon and Winter Soldier's character building 
and also implemented that into the show, which made it more interesting. I feel like the Falcon and Winter Soldier and WandaVision were kind of like testing grounds to see where this would line up, you know? Like, we have Black Widow now, right? But Marvel content we need going forward is future stuff. Kevin Feige said that there is going to be prequels, and I am not a fan of this because of one thing. If we are trying to build up Kang, if we're trying to build up our next MCU villain, why are we going back into the past? Why? For what purpose does that serve the story going forward? One thing the prequels do now is there is no sense of urgency. There is no sense of danger because if we know a character is going to survive and show up, there is no danger factor. One reason, like for instance, when Endgame and Infinity War were around, we knew Spider-Man was getting a second film. So we automatically knew, even though Spider-Man was snapped away, that he's coming back. I mean, everybody can pretty much expect that Spider-Man. Be pretty stupid to give him three appearances and bye-bye. But if you ever announce a character's movie after the Avengers or after a major event, you're discrediting certain... Um, you're, you're discrediting and you're also making your movie worse because now people don't expect that certain character to die. So it kind of makes the whole thing seem pointless in some people's eyes because it's like, well, you you know, you, you basically admitted these people aren't going to die. So if your favorite character has an upcoming movie, you don't got to worry about them dying. Or if your character just started like Black Panther. You don't have to worry about that character going anywhere. And yes, Chadwick Boseman's passing is, you know, unfortunate and something that, you know, we really didn't see coming as a, as a community and fan base of Marvel. But if he was alive, you bet your ass he would be getting a fuck ton more movies. So, other than things of, like, the actors passing away... In terms of story, most characters that just get introduced or are big in name like Spider-Man, they're not going anywhere, okay? And announcing a project of, a, of said character after a major Avengers movie, that takes, a, that takes away some of the risk factor of that character being in danger in the movie. Because you know, oh, well, they're just going to be in their own movie. They'll be fine. And to me, that bothers me. Right? So, it's like watching Black Widow and you know she dies in Endgame. So then you're just sitting there like, okay, so what So what the fuck? Like, you're not worried about Black Widow the entire time. You're not worried about Yelena because you know she's going to be the next Black Widow. And you don't worry about the other supporting cast because they're just being introduced. So this is like the entire Black Widow movie has no stakes. It doesn't. Like, if you go into the movie... You know what happens to Black Widow. You know Yelena's being built up as an ex-Black Widow. You know there's really no stakes in this movie. And that's my thing. Marvel is in an interesting spot, right? Because Marvel has shown they can go darker. In Black Widow, 
in the opening credits in some of the parts of the movie. In Falcon and Winter Soldier, they have shown they are willing to go to darker MCU spaces. And Marvel needs to embrace that. I think that because they're a part of Disney, they are too afraid to step out of what is safe. Marvel Comics is dark at points. Hell, there is entire comic lines that is all about darkness for each and every character. Look at the Ultimate Universe. In my opinion, being one of the darker stories ever... You know, Spider-Man dies by Green Goblin after getting shot by the Punisher after he protects Captain America. Iron Man in that, ver you know, in that series, he's dying of cancer. He has a tumor. And you look at what they do to, like, Thor. The Hulk is like a fucking, you know, cannibalistic, ravenous monster that likes to eat people. Like, the Ultimate Universe is pretty dark. <laughs> Pretty fucking dark. And I love the Ultimate Universe. That's my favorite universe in Marvel Comics. Just because not only how different it is, but how dark it is. Spider-Man is like the one light spot, light spot in the dark, you know, universe. Including, you know, like Daredevil and stuff. You know, Daredevil's dark as well. But Spider-Man is one of the lighter things. But he eventually does get to that dark, gritty point. <laughs> Look, I love 616, but I think that the ultimate timeline, even though the ultimate versions of characters are all dead, you know, they die because, like, the their Earth collides with the 616 Earth, I'm pretty sure. So, pretty much both Earths are dead, at least in one comic book that I have upstairs. It says Secret Wars on it, but who the fuck knows? There's just so many versions and everything in Marvel Comics. It gets a little complicated after, you know, time goes on. But it's really interesting to me. So, when I look at everything that's going on right now, I, I pretty much have only a few things to say. Um, Marvel, you need to go dark, okay? You're gonna need to take the MCU into some darker territory. Black Widow was your in. Literally the easiest one. <laughs> In that movie, Black Widow could have, you could have been shown her getting beaten. You could have shown her, you know, going through the process of getting her uh, reproductive organs taken out. You could have shown more about these little girls being thrown into cages and being, you know, taught to be trained killers. And the ones that weren't good enough got executed or had their brains dissected as Dracov liked to do. And it would show you the harsh realities of what she went through and what these other people go through. Making Drakov a pretty sick individual and, and he's pretty disgusting. But because the movie decides to play it safe, Drakov just seems like a fucking, oh, I just want to rule the world and that's it. You don't really get the full scope. And they turn anything dark in the movie into jokes. Oh, yeah, we can control people and kill them. Oh, let's turn it into a joke. Hey, let's talk about having our reproductive organs forcefully taken out of us so we can't have kids and turn it into a joke. You can't take these dark elements and throw a joke in there because it destroys 
that character's origin, where they came from. <laughs> Seeing a character rise from darkness, their lowest point. Spider-Man, the death of Uncle Ben, to becoming Spider-Man. Very important, a very important thing in Peter's life for the character of Spider-Man. Black Widow, breaking out of the Black Widow program, moving to the West and to S.H.I.E.L.D. for a better life to do good for all the bad atrocities she committed under Drakov and that mind control. There is so much untapped potential in that Black Widow movie. It makes me so just like, oh, you could have had it. You could have had it. And like I said, guys, as somebody that is a huge Marvel fan, okay, Marvel needs to get darker. At least with the properties that need it to be darker. Black Widow was your in. You touched on some things. The opening credits to Black Widow. Every time I watch it, the music mixed with the visuals, it really shows you how fucked up the program is. In those visuals, you see little girls literally in shipping containers being human trafficked, being taken against their will, put into a program where they may get literally just murdered, and I don't mean shot and killed, I mean their brains are taken out of their fucking head to observe their weakness, to try to make them better, and then they die on the operating table. Show They don't show you, but they show a, a scene of, the, of, of a girl being um, operated on, which is my guess, them taking out their reproductive organs. Obviously, they wouldn't show that in a fucking PG-13 Disney movie, but... It's, it's obviously implied in there. You see them, you know, training to shoot people. You see them and, and Drakov with all these world leaders. Like, it just goes to show you how fucked up the entire program is. And, and I was like, dude, that opening credit scene had me feeling bad for Black Widow and all the other Widows. And made me disgusted with Drakov. But the problem is, because the rest of the movie, you made those dark elements into jokes, or you just completely just avoided the dark things about Black Widow. It, it was like, how did you go from having what could have been a perfect movie from the opening credits to just a action movie with jokes? It just destroyed all, like, ugh, it just destroyed everything. Everything the movie could have been. Black Widow should be dark. Black Widow should be a movie that we question what the fuck is going on. Black Widow is a movie that should be something that makes you think and feel. Instead of laughing along. Kids, when they grow up and watch through Black Widow and the things that are said and shown. They will understand what is so fucked up about it. If you're a little kid watching through this movie, you're not going to understand half the things. That Black Widow opening, though, like I said, is one of the most gut-wrenching things to watch. Because, like, while I'm not a, a father, as you can tell, because I'm, I'm about to be 20 here in, like, a few days, 
when I do have a kid, if I ever were to have a daughter, just having the thought of having them ripped away, thrown into some program that may or may not kill them if they're good enough or not, to turn them into a trained assassin, yeah, that does hurt to think about, right? Like, having these these images and these things there, they are supposed to make you feel. They're supposed to make you think. And to me, it's just, it's just like, how did Marvel mess this up? How did Marvel mess up what could have been one of the best but easiest things that they could have done? Black Widow has a tragic backstory. She is one of the most tragic characters in Marvel history. I wouldn't even put Spider-Man up there in, in tragic. Yes, he's an orphan, kind of, in terms of his parents leaving him and Uncle Ben dying, but while Spider-Man does have a fucked up life, Black Widow, she didn't have any family, really, till the Avengers and S.H.I.E.L.D. I mean, Black Widow had a pretty fucked up past. One thing Marvel is good about is when they created these characters, making them flawed, giving them problems, not making them Mary Sue's. Marvel Studios had a chance with Black Widow to show the dark side of Marvel. At some point, the MCU needs to go into rated R territory. Because certain themes and character moments are needed to be shown. And they are going to be too dark for a PG-13 rating. Like I said, Deadpool, rated R, easy. Black Widow, in my opinion, should have been a rated R movie. Why? Because then you could go into all the shit the Red Room did to her and other Widows. Instead of just having a four-minute opening credit scene flash through some reels of what happened to them. Which, in and of itself, you felt a lot of emotion in those opening credits. But then when the rest of the movie goes on, you forget about the gritty, down-to-earth stakes that this movie has on the mental and physical levels on a human being. (laughs) Drakov is a villain that, yes, is one-dimensional, but they could have fleshed him out more. Yes, him turning his daughter into Taskmaster or Killing Machine makes him more fucked up, but it took away from Taskmaster. You could have made his daughter out to be, instead of having Taskmaster, you literally could have had his daughter be one of the best widows in the program. Basically, Drakov combining all other widows into the perfect widow being his daughter. They could have done that, and Black Widow could have not faced her sin, but it didn't have to be Taskmaster, and it would have worked out just as fine. Ugh, I don't know, man. Marvel, like, it really bothers me because I, I'm i a huge MCU fan. I own the Phase 1, 2, and 3 Part 1 box set. Uh, sets. I own the rest of them on Blu-ray. I own Daredevil Season 2 on Blu-ray. I own Daredevil Season 1 on my Xbox to Microsoft. And I'm just disappointed. Because Marvel, with the amount of time that they've had now, they should have been able to create a dark, gritty Marvel movie by this point. Like, 
I mean, <laughs> to me, Marvel's quality feels like it's gone down. <laughs> like I said, you experience Endgame, Infinity War. Those are some of the best works they've had. Other than Civil War and Winter Soldier, of course. And your, your quality of your movies just feel like they've gone downhill. I'm worried about Spider-Man 3 as much as I am excited. Sure, they can throw Andrew Garfield in, Tobey Maguire, Matt Murdock, and all that fan service, and that's great. But at the end of the day, am I going to be judging this movie based upon fan service? No. Spider-Man's my favorite character. And I feel bad for Black Widow fans because you guys didn't really get the send-off you wanted for the character. They didn't even go into her backstory that much. You could have taken, out of this, what, two-hour and ten-minute movie, you could have taken a solid 20 minutes of the film of Black Widow as a child in the Black Widow program, progressing through the program, but showing how fucked up Drakov treated her and every other widow. Beating them, killing them, taking out their... Like I said, reproductive organs. Like, you literally could have gone in so much depth, at least within 15 to 20 minutes. And then the rest of the movie can pick up after Civil War. And we can see Natasha on the run. Taskmaster finds her. Gets the vile MacGuffin device or whatever the fuck. She goes to the Budapest safe house and meets up with her sister. <laughs> Then they go get Red Guardian, then they go to Melina, and she tells them, oh, well, here's where he's hiding. And then they decide, instead of Taskmaster capturing him, they can just go up to the base and make it work. And then have your action sequence and stuff like, could have cut out, you know, a few things like the Budapest chase scene. Could have done that. I mean, it was cool, but could have done that. My point being is, Black Widow, the MCU, it's just, it all feels so, it doesn't feel like it's the best that it could be. It feels like they're trying to do too much and they can't really do it all. Look, as much as I am a Marvel fan, I will give them credit and criticism where it's due. And I see more criticism as being needed than credit. Because these motherfuckers, man, they need to change some shit. And they gotta change it quick. Because at some point, at some point, people are gonna get bored of Marvel movies. If they keep following the same trend. May not be the next five movies, but you bet your ass if it is the same shit over and over again... People are going to get bored. Kids won't. I mean, kids don't know any fucking better. Kids want to go to a superhero movie to see fighting and action. Or maybe romance. And that's about it. They don't care about the rest of the shared universe bullshit. They don't. When I was a kid, I loved everything I watched. Now, I'm critical of a lot of things I watch. Yes, because I'm a podcaster, and part of my job as, po as a podcaster talks about movies is to critique them. Like I said, Captain Marvel was one of those MCU movies I knew was going to be boring as fuck to begin with. I knew it, because I didn't have any interest in the comic book character. And when it came down to Black Widow, I was excited. I was ecstatic. 
I was like, finally, she gets a movie that we've all been asking for for literally years now. We get the movie, and it turns out to be a disappointment. That's not Scarlett Johansson's fault. It's not the actor's fault. I would personally blame it on the writing team and Kevin Feige because, you know, he looks over everything in the MCU. It's like, Kevin, it's like, buddy, we gotta, we gotta start making these better quality. Because right now, Marvel Studios has a quantity over quality problem. How many movies is Marvel Studios pumping out this year? Black Widow, Shang-Chi, The Eternals, Spider-Man. That's four movies within six months. July, August, September, October, November, December. Yeah, so within six months, we're getting, what, four Marvel movies? That's one Marvel movie every, like, what, two months? So, yeah, Marvel needs to fix their shit. They do, because, like I said, your movies might look good, but adults are going to get bored if they feel like they've been watching the same product over and over again with just a new fucking layer of paint over it. And as a Marvel fan, I am concerned, because I want the best MCU films we can possibly have. Instead... I feel like we're getting a lot of half-assed movies and shows other than Loki. And I feel like that Marvel uh, is too focused on making strong, independent women characters instead of trying to make good stories with just good characters. And the difference between the two is you can have a great character be strong, but they also have flaws and a good story arc. The thing with Black Widow in this movie, I wanted Black Widow to be great, but I felt like Scarlett Johansson's character was there to just talk about what they needed to do, which is get to the Red Room, and I also feel like, you know, her haunted past was kind of absolved too much. I think if she had killed Dracov's daughter, and they kept it, that would have been stronger than just... Oh yeah, she's alive as Taskmaster. Let that death haunt her, but let her become better because of that. I think that would have been better. There's nothing wrong with having strong female characters, but Marvel seems like they're trying to force that so hard in your face. It's getting to the point where it's like, you know, they're trying to create a batch of Mary Sues instead of well-fleshed-out characters. And like I said, with Captain Marvel, with Black Widow even in her own movie, it feels like the way that these characters are written are written to not be as enjoyable. Now, Black Widow is far, far more enjoyable than Captain Marvel could ever be. I love Black Widow's character, but I don't feel like that they that they wrote her character's exit out of the MCU the best that it could have been. I feel like that there was so much shit that they could have done better, like her backstory and the shit she went through, that demon that she was was to carry. But it didn't even feel like a demon because she felt she she, she looked like she was complicit with what she did, killing a little girl. And then it's absolved anyways by the end of the movie. If you show Black Widow remorseful for that act. 
and have the little girl stay dead and she just gets to be a better person because of that and eventually forgive herself after showing how remorseful she is. It would have helped the sh- uh, the movie be so much better. And like I said, it's not Scarlett Johansson's fault. It's the writing teams. I mean, if you take a look at the last few Marvel like projects in and of itself, right? Sylvie was written out pretty well. That's like that's a way of doing a strong female character right there. Sylvie has flaws. She can't trust other people, and she really acts on impulse and her emotions quick. She doesn't even think or hesitate to do something. That's what I call good writing, because she has flaws. She does have a vulnerable side to her. In this movie, it was hard to see Black Widow be vulnerable about what she did to Dracov's daughter. The only vulnerable moment you got was at the very end of the movie. But the rest of the movie, she seemed complicit. So, like, when you try to convince the audience that she's remorseful, why throughout the movie does she not think about Dracov's daughter? Have it haunt her and bother her. Like, look at Jason Bourne. With all the shit he did, it bothered him throughout his life. Look at what they did with the Winter Soldier and Falcon Winter Soldier. It bothered Bucky that his next-door neighbor's son was killed from him. It bothered Bucky. It was a part of his arc. Black Widow didn't have that in this movie. So when, at the end of the movie, she's like, you know, hugging Taskmaster, or Antonia, and is like, I'm sorry, it just doesn't feel resonating. Because it doesn't feel genuine. She never showed remorse throughout the entire movie up until that very point. It doesn't feel like she actually struggled struggled with those demons. That's what I'm saying by the writing of a strong female character and well-fleshed-out characters, they're very different. A strong female character is just they're strong and they're good at everything and they don't have flaws. But then a well-fleshed-out character has flaws and it plays into the plot or their character arc. That makes you feel for the character. <laughs> the reason Captain Marvel is not resonating, she has no, f- she's not ever wrong. She's not ever wrong. She doesn't really have any adversity other than amnesia in her movie. And that's why her character is so bland. There's nothing to relate to there. All of her su- supporting cast is relatable. Maria Rambeau, great. Nick Fury, great. The fucking cat, great. Maria's daughter, great. Monica Rambeau, that's her daughter's name. Not Marissa. What the fuck was I thinking? (laughs) But yeah. They were all great other than the main character. Black Widow, we've seen her be remorseful. In Age of Ultron about shit that she did. Why in her own movie is she not remorseful for the one thing that's supposed to really haunt her? That is something I don't understand about the writing. It goes to show you, when Marvel was focused on making good characters, in the past, it showed. Now, it doesn't show. Now we have Marvel characters. Mainly the girls. 
They're just good in every way. And then every other guy character is clumsy or stupid or doesn't know what they're doing. And it's just like, you can't have stupid male counterparts. And you can't have the, I have nothing wrong and I'm always right, female characters. Because it's not relatable to anybody. Who's going to go to a movie and say, yeah, those characters are the best interpretations of real people? Nobody. Every person on this planet has faults. Has their own demons. Has their own problems. We're all different. And this movie took what made Black Widow great and kind of just didn't show it. Moved away from it. It doesn't make sense. All I'm trying to do is tell you guys where I'm coming from. You don't have to agree with me. You might even not agree with me, but understand the points I'm saying and be like, yeah, I, but although I don't agree with him, he does make a point here. Like, that's the thing, right? We're all going to go to these movies for different reasons. As a comic book fan, I want more comic accurate representation of the characters I know from my childhood that I read on print. That's what I want. I don't want fucking two different characters that I know. Sure, you can change stuff because of the MCU, like the world, but the character's fundamental core needs to be the same. The world around the character can be different. S.H.I.E.L.D. could be located at a different place. Not a big fucking deal. But the characters themselves have to be motivated by the same things that they were in the comics. In my opinion, I think that they do. Spider-Man Uncle Ben's death needs to be his motivation. Black Widow, all the bad things she did in the Red Room, people she killed, wanting to be better, wanting to get out of that, that needs to be her main motivation, but she also needs to deal with the demons that she has inside. Captain America, fighting for what's right, believing America's the good guy, but questioning when things are not being done the right way. Iron Man. <laughs> The narcissist who thinks he's the fucking best, but he tries to fight for other people once he gets past that narcissism. Because you gotta remember, in the comic books, Iron Man was very different than the movie in terms of origin that I can remember. And I'll be real with you guys, I I didn't read a lot of Iron Man comics, so I don't know a fuck ton about Iron Man. I know a lot more about Captain America, Spider-Man, a given, Taskmaster, I, he's pretty much a given. I wouldn't say on the level of Spider-Man, but I know like his backstory, his motivations, because Taskmaster is relatively simple in that regard, but you gotta remember... Not all of us are going to be fans of every character. I've never read every single Marvel comic book to ever exist. Or storyline or variation or whatever. We will defend the things that we know and we like. I can't sit here and defend Guardians of the Galaxy, Captain Marvel, 
um, Ant-Man and stuff like that, because I never read about those characters. Never. I can sit here and talk about the Avengers, Taskmaster, Venom, Spider-Man, Captain America, Black Widow. There are characters I can talk about, because I do know. Others, I don't. I had this one guy in the comments section. He was complaining about, you know, me complaining about Taskmaster. And he was like, oh, well, nobody cares about comic book representation. People do. They only care about the characters that they know about, though. You can't sit there and complain about a character you never really read about. I never really read about Thor. I never really read about, um... Guardians of the Galaxy. So if they change something for those characters from the comics, like on a core level, like for the character and the motivation or something, I wouldn't know because I don't know those characters. I didn't read about those characters. I didn't have any interest in those characters. Therefore, I would hope that the fan base that does like those characters, that does know about those characters, would speak up on their character's behalf. That's kind of how the whole fans thing worked. We talk about the characters we care about. Not the characters we don't. We talk about the characters we care about. And the other fan bases talk about the ones we don't. That's how it works. So, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you all enjoyed naming this video or this podcast. is going to be a little interesting. It'll probably be something like ranking my favorite Disney Plus MCU shows and Marvel discussion because I'm just, I'm literally talking about Marvel after I ranked those. Um, but yeah, I, got, I, I really hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. This is the longest podcast I've had in a long time. I remember when like 30 plus minute podcasts were the average for us. It's been a lot shorter because, like I said, I'm talking to myself. I'm not with the boys. I'm not having a discussion with somebody. So it's a lot harder to make content. But thank you very much for listening. I hope you all enjoyed, and I will catch you all in the next one.